Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey everybody, welcome to Cozy Moon Podcast. Where? We have fun. Where we have fun. Talk about parenting. Parenting. I'm Anya. Say Ari. Ari. This is Ari. And I'm Mommy Shan. Let's start, start the, the show. show. Yay! Stop! There's more! Stop! There's more! More. Yeah. Are we actually dumbing down our kids in America? So, that has always been a question for me. And I'm just like, mm, I think kids learning is a school issue and a parenting issue i don't think it's all oh, the schools are not doing this and i don't think it's all oh, the parents are not doing this i think it's both of them both of them um why are like schools not teaching kids how to do it themselves with their minds, with their hands, utilizing their resources before going on a calculator, before going in the back of the book for the answers, before logging onto a computer, a device to give them answers when their brains can learn to work out the issue or their thoughts. Why aren't they being taught to utilize their brain for the answers instead of a machine? And with all this technology growing with, you know, people, adults losing jobs due to technology being able to do it more efficiently, quote unquote, and companies willing to make an investment into a machine versus investing into their employees. We're constantly being given an example that 
we have to be smarter. We have to be better. It's machine versus man out here. And it really makes me question as a mother, um, as a teacher, because if you are a great mother, you are a teacher. If you are a great father, you are a teacher. Um, How effective is schooling? How effective um, is, you know, just telling a child to do something, helping them learn? And depending on, like, the school, depending on the teacher, but depending on the time you give your kid, the decline in reading and writing is going to be huge if you don't write with them, if you don't read with them. Uh, The new math that kids are being taught now does not require them to do long division, multiplication, addition, or subtraction by hand. A lot of kids are given calculators in kindergarten, first grade, third grade. And the calculators are getting more advanced where you can basically put in a whole problem and it'll do it. But how are you teaching your child how to work out that problem by themselves with the basic math skills? You're not. So are they learning or are they just getting the answer? Are kids learning fast or slower? I think kids are learning slower because they're looking for the quick answer and they're not learning how to find the answer by themselves. How can we raise kids? Um, how can we raise the school standards with our kids? I think American schools have inflated grades where me going to college, I've had professors ask me, what grade do I deserve? You should have asked me what grade do I deserve. You should give me the grade that my work ethic has shown, that my test scores have shown. If it was up to me, of course I want a high grade. But has my work shown that I have the understanding of deserving that high grade for what you were you know, paid to teach me this semester. And I think through favoritism, through, oh, you know, you're popular. I think a lot of kids get scores just to get out of a classroom. I think that's going on a lot. Adjusted scores and test scores for schools to get money because if schools test um, higher, they do get more money from funding. Um, So that's an issue. Dumbed down to be insufficient. I think that's happening where uh, certain books are given to kids that they should be reading on a stronger texture. You should be reading this type of book by now. You shouldn't be reading Cat in the Hat in in third grade. Like, why are we reading Cat in the Hat? Things like that. Um, when it comes to how do American students compete with other country students? Off tops, I already know compared to what my mother was taught in Jamaica and what I was taught here in America is completely two different spectrums. In Jamaica, you can be a completely different age in a classroom learning, you know, harder, uh, or higher learning uh, math or reading or or science or whatever there is as long as you can do the work. They're not forcing you to be in a classroom because of your age. In America, 
we're so stuck on how old are you or you have to be in this classroom and that shouldn't be the case if your child knows the work and can do the work and can you know stay on task in the classroom with other students that are older than them let them be in that class because once a child is in a classroom where they're bored or they know the work already and you're not really exciting them through teaching they're going to start you know not following directions they're going to start you know idling they're going to start playing they're going to start showing behavior issues because they're bored mentally a lot of american students know um a lot more than they should at their their age academically but because of this whole oh you're five years old or you're six years old you have to be in this classroom they're put in this classroom and they're not they're not you know eager to learn the things that are put in front of them because they know it already why are you forcing a child to repetitively see something that they know already they they already conquered give them something else other countries call american kids the blob because the focus on standards of what they're taught is very like self-interested very like self-perpetuating um american education is facing a historic crisis through bankruptcy i mean if you look at how much americans owe to college you know loans and things that aren't being paid and people who cannot afford financial aid and the financial aid might not even be there to begin with that's a whole issue life skills are your kids learning life skills are you teaching your kids life skills um do kids get the essential intellectual tools that they need to learn i don't think they do in america um are kids lacking basic skills in schools um, and are schools more so pushing feelings, attitudes, and beliefs on students instead of addressing what they should know and what they can do? Completely. I completely agree that the focus is taken off of things that they can use later on in life and focus on uh, how they feel about doing things. When I was... When I was younger and I was in elementary school it wasn't do I feel like doing the work it was it was this is your work you have to do it when you're done you can eat dinner and you can take a bath and go to bed it was no choice and I think right now a lot of kids are given choices and kids cannot make the right choices because they do not know better so why are you giving kids certain choices on what they should do when they don't know better you're setting them up to not know later. It doesn't make any sense. Um, so be mindful on the choices you give children that do not know what they need. Uh, the book that I was reading that has me questioning all of this is called Dumbing Down Our Kids. Why American Children Feel Good About Themselves But Can't Read, Write, or Add. It's by Charles J. Sykes. Um, I got it from the library a week and a half ago and it's so much in this book that I think every parent should read. This book talks about the politics of education, losing the raise, you know, quote unquote, with the best and the brightest student in class. It talks about algebra for Japan and Hong Kong earn scores 80 points twice the American um, mean of 40. Could you imagine? Like they're thinking and 
if you think about it, a lot of the technology, a lot of the um, new tech and the new uh, efficient things come from Japan and Hong Kong. It's coming from the West because they're learning on a higher level. Chinese and Japan students in elementary school test scores earn mean scores of more than 60 more points while 12th grade American counterparts score only around 30. That's crazy. That's a huge gap. Asians are not the only students to outperform us, you know, globally. So what are we not doing here in America versus everywhere else? The book also talks about the legacy of dumbness, things that Americans have done over the years as far as teaching and not teaching in schools. It talks about the cost of dumbness. If you think about that, that kind of makes sense. You have a lot of students going to college, wasting a lot of time and money going to college and not even knowing what they want to major in. Um, It talks about the American way of denial that we are basically teaching our kids in a circle of nothingness. Um, It talks about grade inflation. It talks about how kids participate versus experience a foreign language. Participating in a foreign language, you're going to learn more. More is going to stick. Personally, I've taken Spanish for two years um, in school and I've taken French for two years in school. I still only remember the basics. I should be surpassing the basics if it was something I was actively participating in. Experiencing something could be a one-time thing. It's going to go in one ear and out the other. That's not enough. Um, The book also talks about dropout rates in school, the attack on excellence in school, how a lot of kids are put down because they are smart. They are intelligent. They know more. How a lot of kids are looked down on for, you know, actively, academically doing better. Um, It talks about leaders and followers. And halfway into the book, I was like, well, why won't the school boards change the curriculum? So I had to look up what's the purpose of the school board. So school board members are locally elected to govern the community's um, schools. They are supposed to ensure the school districts are responsive to values, beliefs, and priorities of the communities. So if a community sees that there is a loophole in how their kids are learning and um, acknowledges it, talks about it, and brings awareness to it, then I think there can be like a next step program made to work with communities to improve the students' achievements in their local public schools. But if we have all these parents that's working overtime that don't really have the don't really make the time to go ahead and help their kids or know what their kids are struggling on and we don't have uh teachers that report actively to our parents about what their child is doing in school how can we sit down and have a program set to have our kids excel if we're not having the time or making the time to pay attention to that So that's an issue in itself. Then I was like, well, maybe my gripe is with the U.S. Department of Education. They are supposed to establish policies for and administer and coordinate 
most federal assistant to education, collecting data on U.S. schools and to enforce federal educational laws regarding privacy and civil rights. So once we go ahead and notice that there's an issue, we can report that to our school board. Then I guess that school board can report it to the U.S. Department of Education if the numbers are at a high enough rate that they need to go ahead and make some changes. But are people doing that that are in those seats? Are people doing that that are having those um, meetings? I don't know. I don't think so. Like, why is there a difference between uh, public schools, charter schools, um, masonry schools, uh, private schools? And I think the whole thing, bottom line behind that is, do they care and money? Because if you're asking for people's time, you have to be able to pay people for their time. And if you're asking for people to care, there has to be some bottom line of who is going to actually put in the work to make the difference. So I think is do they care and where is the money going to come from to go ahead and fund the people to go ahead and make these differences? So that's a whole nother thing. Being that there are three types of education, formal, which is more uniform, full-time, uh, subject-oriented, and requires certification and degrees. Then you have informal, which is practical adult learning, diversity in methods on content on how they learn, and mobilizes local resources built for learners' participation. That's the informal version, basically real life examples to go ahead and learn things. And then you have non-formal, which is more of a longer process. It's basically a way of living, a way of life. People who homeschool, people who learn from experience, people who learn at work. You should be constantly learning in life. It should be no pause in when you learn. Personally, I think every parent should read this book. Um, it's so much things in here to think about um and there's a lot of things that can be discussed uh over the next month or so I will be discussing a lot of things um from reading this book and the time is now to set some time and read to your kids on the weekends don't just put them in front of the tv read to them have them do work have them do writing have them teach their siblings most kids learn better from other children. Uh, have things in your house for them to do. Uh, puzzles, uh, games, do it with them. Watch things with them. Listen to their questions. Make poster boards. Take them to the library. Uh, take them to the museums. Go look at artwork together. You have to give your children learning experiences. You have to give your children your time and your effort. You have to give them learning all the time, but not in a way of them feeling like, oh, this is punishment. Don't ever be like, you know what? You're on punishment. You're not getting your phone or you're not getting the tablet. You have to sit and read a book. Reading a book should not be a form of punishment. Reading a book is a way to escape your current um, reality in order to get into the idea of the characters within a book or a story. Don't ever give a child reading as a form of punishment. Going to your room without any books or any toys and you just sitting there or laying there, that's a form of punish it, punishment. 
not reading a book. Reading a book is not a form of punishment. Sometimes I try to do math problems with Anya uh, out of funness because I don't want her to think that, oh, I got to do math work. I must have did something bad. She's making me do math. Or I must have did something bad. She's making me read. I must have did something bad. She's giving me the curse of um, book to work in. I want her to do it as a form of, oh, I'm learning something new today. Let me go ahead and do it. Don't punish your kids through learning. Learning is a resource learning is a window to more learning and as long as we as parents keep making it fun your kids will enjoy it and please have an open communication with your children's teachers if they don't contact you you contact them i use class dojo please check it out um please go into your local library it is free as long as you have a legal form of identification to get a library card And the book that um, I was talking about today is Dumbing Down Our Kids by Charles J. Sykes. See if your um, your, uh, library has it or go to Barnes & Noble or go on Amazon.com and get it. It is really a good book. My name is Shannon. Thank you for listening to Cozy Womb. Bye. Bye. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.